definitely spooky. My name is Josie. And I'm Katie. And this is Something Spookish. We are two fine, lovely sisters with an aim to scare each other, to scare you, and that's the goal. We're also in competition to be scarier than each other. I, I think I'm winning. Wow, I yeah. think I'm winning. That's that's fine, Josie. So we have some conflict already. You'll be winning after the episodes that I'm thinking of, but technically they're not published yet, so I'm winning. Shoot, and I think technically you are winning. Yep. I put you at the spookiest Thank you. sister right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotta ramp it up. Today, we're going to be talking about Cheeseman Park. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Of the Denver, Colorado. Um, so my sources for this episode, um, I got from The Ghosts of Cheeseman Park in Denver by an article uh, through Legends of America. There's also a whole bunch of books, and you can take a tour if you're in Denver. And we live in Denver. We sure do. So this is very special, because it has some crazy history. And you've taken the tour, haven't you? I have not. Oh, oh, I thought you had. Mm-mm, I just hung out. I um, I love, I love Cheeseman Park, because I used to, when I was a teenager, I would hang out there, and in college, I would hang out there, just like hammock, or go chill, or, so um, I was really interested hearing the weirdness that came from it. And so were you hanging out there before you knew that anything was awry? I had no idea about the history. Ooh, I had no idea. That's so it's, freaky. It's, it'll be interesting. And if you're in Denver, um, check the park out. It's beautiful now. Um, it's full of big open lawns, open space. Uh, it's Denver Botanical Gardens are a part of it. Oh, yeah. Congress Park, Congress park is a part of it. It's massive. But it currently is about 80 acres. And there they do lots of concerts. You can be lounging in the grass and hammocks unless the police tell you to take your hammock down, which has happened to me several times. The police have told you to take your hammock down? Yeah, like they won't let you hammock. But like all, that's all you want to do. But but why? Because um, I'm killing the trees. Well, that is rude. So fair enough. Okay. I have not hammocked there in quite a while. Um, but then they do a whole bunch of like rec sports. It's just a really nice place to like picnic and hang out. It's beautiful. And it also happened to be a massive cemetery with a very untasteful history. And I'm going to tell you all about that history right here, right now. So this land, it belonged to the Arapaho Native Americans. And in 1858, way back in the day, General William Larimer decided to establish his own town in which he called Denver. Larimer? hmm I love Larimer. So Larimer Square is part of, it's probably one of the oldest sections of the city. All those buildings are super old. And, of course, there's street signs, Larimer Street, all this stuff. And it's like Larimer Square is where all those cool lights are, right? Very pretty. Ah. Mm-hmm. It's the hip spot to be. And, and I heard that actually, because Colorado was, de- like, the Denver area was part of Kansas territory. Uh, really? I don't know if that makes sense. I did not, I just assumed. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad it's not. I'm glad it's Colorado now. Agreed. No yeah. offense, Kansas. No offense, Kansas. 
That would have been a lot of Kansas to have. It's a lot of Kansas. Yeah. Maybe just enough, but I'm happy to have some Colorado. Some Colorado is, is quite fine. <laughs> so he set aside 320 acres of land, and he wanted this uh, land to be used as a cemetery. That's a lot of space. It would seem possibly too much space for a cemetery. I, I like his planning, though. That's good future planning. We need a spot for dead people. Yeah, because you don't, if you forget that, ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, but don't, nah, don't. <laughs> Where are you going to put all these people? We just stack them up and let them go. That, oh, exactly. And then you get plagues. So he was tasteful. He, that he was. Okay. That's one way to put it. <laughs> uh, so he uh, named this area, or this cemetery, Mount Prospect Cemetery. And the, this land is what we would now call present-day Cheeseman Park and Congress Park. The cemetery consisted of several exclusive plots toward the center, where Larimer intended the city's most influential and wealthy to be buried. The outermost edge was reserved for criminals, the poor, and the ill, while the middle class were buried somewhere in between. So, uh, the first ones to be buried... Because I actually have stats on this, so I'm going to tell you. Oh, wow. The first person to be buried in the cemetery was a man who died from lung infection in 1859. And he got to be the very first? We have record of that? Yeah, wow. and it's, they think that there's a rumor, too, that says um, the very first person was somebody who like, killed somebody. But that is just a rumor. Oh, instead of this fellow mm -hmm. who who died of, of natural causes, this person... There was a rumor that it was a murderer mm -hmm. who they, was buried there. They, they wanted to spice it up, but it's not that spicy. Oh, that would have been spicy. Should have, could have, would have. <laughs> the second person was a Hungarian immigrant named John, and he came to Denver to settle a dispute with his brother-in-law, but ended up shooting him instead. He shot, he came to Denver to settle a dispute, and he shot his brother. Uh-huh. It was over, they were both kind of miners or prospectors mm -hmm. looking for gold. Oh. And apparently he wanted his brother-in-law's gold dust. Wow. And Get your own. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're a prospector, I'm yeah. sure. You can find your own gold dust. Yeah. No need to be shooting your brother-in-law. Your no. sister's going to be pissed. She probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so that fellow that he killed was the second person to be buried? Well, a people's court actually convicted him of murder and he was later hanged from a cottonwood tree on the intersection of 10th and Cherry Creek Street. Isn't that, like, a really nice area? It's a really nice area, oh. and, like, I just kind of, like, I wonder if there's any weird apparitions there or anything. Oh, what a weird spot. Yeah, because that's, like, right uh, near, like, Cherry Creek Mall where all these cars, I think it's where, like, those weird roads kind of turn around. I think I totally know what you're talking about. That's really freaky. Yeah, we would never, ever, ever suspect it. it. Yeah. Mm -mm. And, uh, well, and at the time, they were over, you know, the, the city only consisted of 150 buildings, but over a thousand people came to watch this guy's hanging. What? Why? I, I'm sure, I know there's, there's hey. tons of information on why people, it was like their entertainment. Exactly. What are you going to do in the 1800s? That would be traumatizing. I think they were very lackadaisical to the whole thing. Mm. They were just like, this guy is a dick, and let's go watch him burn. Happy picnic Sunday, happy family Sunday afternoon. Quick double check, though. He, he didn't burn, right? He, he was hanged. He was hanged. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, 
his body, along with his brother-in-law's body, were dumped into the same grave in the Mount Prospect Cemetery. Don't do that. That's very rude. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's the rudest. I'd be pissed if I if you killed me and then we were in the same grave, I'd be like, bitch. Oh. I need one, I needed my own room when we were living. Right. You now you're just being a dick. I don't I really don't want to be near you. Why? Oh, I would bring so much wrath upon that cemetery. <laughs> They're oh. pissed. Uh, so that's that's kind of the start of the cemetery. You know, there are a lot of distasteful stories like this that kind of tainted the cemetery's image already because Larimer was super invested in having this be a very high-quality land where wealthy individuals just, like, wanted to be buried. That's right, because he was trying to be tasteful. He's trying to be... He's trying to make a freaking city. Yeah, and a really high-end, you know... Mm-hmm. These are high-end dead bodies in here. Ooh. And it's just not happening. And it, it's not it's happening. It's not happening. He tried. He did try. Um, and the most influential were often buried elsewhere, thus leaving the graveyard to the poor, the criminal, and the dece- uh, diseased. Oh. What if you're rich and diseased? Wow. Yeah. Didn't think about that one. Y- yeah. That's what I'm here for. I would have... Hmm. Surely you're still buried in the nice plots. I would assume if they're rich, they would be putting them somewhere else. But maybe if they were... De- rich Trump's disease. Unless you're trying to tell me that they're trying to get the diseased bodies away from... I don't think they population? gave a shit. I don't think they gave a shit. Okay, that was that was me thinking too far But ahead. maybe. Mm-hmm. I could see it. So, in 1866, it was reported that over 600 persons had been buried here already. General Larimer eventually decides to leave Denver... And the cemetery was claimed by John Whaley, who happened to be an aspiring undertaker. Oh! Do you aspire to be that? I didn't realize that that was something you had to really work towards. I thought you could just kind of raise your hand and be like, I will bury these dead bodies. I will help out. And I would be like, you're hired. Because nobody else wants to do it. But I love that he took it seriously and was aspiring. He was aspiring. Um, I believe he was a cabinet maker. Well, hey, the next logical step is to be an undertaker. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But he was a horrible undertaker. He did not do a good job. I knew it. Though he aspired to—I don't even know if he really aspired to do a good job. He aspired to be one. He did not do a good job. The cemetery under his care fell into a state of despair. Yeah, wait, how do you not do a good job? I don't think he did really that much of anything that would be uh, claims for taking care of a cemetery ground. How dare you? you don't don't apply for this job if you're not going to fucking hold it up. Yeah. Listen, he's, that is insulting to anyone who aspires to be anything. Indeed. Yeah. Good point. Uh, so the cemetery, over time, headstones became toppled, graves were vandalized, cows would even occasionally graze on the graveyard. Uh, to say the least, uh, it was it was very let go. I can't even... Okay, yeah, no, he's fired. Find somebody else. There was also, like, a report that, like, people ended up kind of squatting. Not squatting, but, like, living. Like, some people, like, live on the land, too. Like, this is how kind of far gone it was. Like, people were just kind of camping out there. With that being said, in 1860, 
A treaty was reached between the Arapaho Native Americans and the government that gave the rights to the land where the cemetery sat to the government. And in 1872, the government offered the land uh, to the city of Denver, who purchased it for $200. Is that a lot? Back in the day, it was equivalent to over $7,000 in today's money. Still not a lot. Not a lot. I don't think you can buy any sort of land or property for seven grand. You could probably buy half of an RV. Well, then that that was a pretty sweet deal. That was a smart move. Yeah. Economically, Denver, good job. Also, there's dead bodies in that land, so maybe they were giving it a discount. Oh, they were still going to use it as a cemetery, though. Good. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Because they were like, you know what? It's already a cemetery. Yeah. Let's keep Mm -hmm. it a cemetery. Easy breezy. A year later, the cemetery was renamed the Denver City Cemetery. Some sections of the cemetery were well taken care of, but that is because uh, certain plots were given to religious affiliations or churches. Like, the Jewish people had a plot of land. The Chinese had a plot of land. The Catholics had a plot of land. And they actually did take good care of their little spots. Oh, good. Um, But there was still more land that was not taken care of. Okay. So it was still very neglected, very overgrown. And in 1881... A hospital was established for those suffering from smallpox. And along with smallpox patients, this hospital also held others uh, with contagious diseases, the elderly, or the handicapped. And unfortunately, the care at the hospital was also somewhat poor, and many were left uh, at the hospital to die. And the majority of those who did die were buried behind the hospital in a mass grave. And this, so, what, what this was on or close is, to the property? This is in Cheeseman Park. Is that hospital still there? That sounds super haunted. I don't think it is. I don't think it is, but we might have to... I want to find out where it was. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, because is the mass grave still there, do you know? It is probably still there. It's hard to say. Ooh. It's hard to say. Um... But the cemetery continued to be neglected even more so and became a huge freaking eyesore for this growing city that was kind of like slightly popping now. And they were like, we're cool, we're Denver now, and this is gross. And this is like in the center of our city. And screw this. Those are the standards you have to have. Exactly, exactly. Many had wanted to convert the cemetery into a park instead. And in 1890, Congress authorized the city to vacate the cemetery and make a park. And in recognition, the city named this area Congress Park. Clever. Boom. Yeah. I was always like, why did they name it Congress Park? Not that impressed anymore. But I thank you, Congress, I guess. Yeah, good job, Congress. But yeah, you know what? No one in Congress now did anything to help that. So Uh, thank you, Congress, back in... 1890. Thank you, 1890 Congress. Now we're going to start moving into how the cemetery became a park. And families uh, were given about 90 days to remove the remains of their departed to other locations. What on earth kind of logistics would that entail? Especially back then. Yeah. You go in, you dig it out, you move it. I don't know. Are they saying hey, you family, your family member needs to be moved, so you have to go do it? 
I'm pretty sure it was like a general, like, if you have people buried here, you got to get them out. We're making a park. Okay. I, I would just hope that there would be service or, or someone who could do it and not make you do it. Oh, if you're rich, yeah. Oh. Oh, if you're wealthy, you're fine. But if you're not... No, you're fucked. Okay. Yeah. So the wealthy and the religious were probably the first ones to be able to remove the uh, their buried loved ones and move them somewhere else. The cemetery was mostly filled with the ill poor, and so the majority of the bodies were unclaimed and they remained buried. The city of Denver awarded a contract to an undertaker named E.P. McGovern to remove the rest of the remains in 1893. McGovern? McGovern. The Undertaker. Okay. <laughs> yeah. McGovern, he, the Undertaker. It sounds like he wasn't aspiring. It sounds like he was there. And he wasn't even trying to be an Undertaker. He was just trying to uh, oh. exhum bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get them the fuck out. Okay. And he struck a pretty sweet deal. Um, it, McGovern was to provide a fresh box or casket for each body and to transfer it to the Riverside Cemetery. And he would be paid $1.90 for each coffin that he relocated. That's probably a sweet deal. It sounds like a sweet deal. Yeah. Damn it, should I look it up? I want to know. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, Lord. What? How Holy much is crap. it? crap. He got paid $61.03 for every coffin that he moved. He's rich. That's a lot of money. That's a shit ton of money. Uh, like, really, you would only need to do ten back then and you'd be fine. Oh, wow. So I'm sure he made bank. Well, listen. Listening. Listening. Okay, good. Put your ears on. Um, so the work began in March of, 19, of 1893. And the first few days were very smooth. He was getting people out. Everything was um, proper, per se. And then... He eventually decided that he was going to get greedy with it, and he wanted to make more of a profit on his contract. So this is where things get, like, this is when ghosts and spirit, like, this is what would cause a haunting when you do things like this, man. How do you, how do you get greedy with the dead bodies? Rather, (laughs) I'll tell you, rather than utilizing full-size coffins for adults, he used child-size caskets that were just one foot by three and a half feet long. Hacking the bodies up, McGovern sometimes used as many as three caskets for just one body. McGovern! That's how he's going to make bank. That is some dark shit. Mm-hmm. That's rough. You are decimating humans for your own personal gain. Oh, I'm pretty sure that'll get you in trouble on the other side. That's a really big dick move. Especially more than once. Oh, yeah. You did this a fuck ton of times. Okay. A lot. Because at the time, there was like, what? Well, there's way more than 600 bodies now. But that's a lot of shit to move. Are you telling me he did this to hundreds of bodies, potentially? We have no idea how many bodies he did this to. God damn it, McGovern. But that is some (gasps) fucked up shit. This sounds just like McLovin. I was thinking of that the whole time. Yay. McLovin. Sweet. Oh, it's ruined now. It's destroyed. <laughs> um, so people began to catch on to what this fuck was doing. They were like, hey, I had one dead relative. 
not three. And like, why is it only like, why are there a thousand bazillion fucking kids buried here? Right. Where are all the adults? Pretty sure there were some adults here. Denver was run by munchkins and or 5,000 six-year-olds, which probably makes sense. Probably was was not the case. Is not the case. He's yeah. a big liar. Um, an article came out about this atrocity from the Denver Republic describing the scene like this. The line of desecrated graves at the southern border of the cemetery sickened and horrified everybody by the appearance they presented. Around the edges were piled broken coffins, rent and tattered uh, shrews and fragments of clothing that had been torn from the dead bodies. All were trampled into the ground by the footsteps of the grave, dig- grave diggers like rejected junk. So like pieces of dead people? Mm-hmm. Like clothes, bones, things are just strewn everywhere. Open grave hole. Like <gasps> just, it was a disaster. It was a messy, messy, messy time. Oh my God. Yeah, that's horrifying. That does not feel good. Nor like I, like that's my, f- this is why I want to be cremated. This is a very good argument for cremation. Like, I don't want to be... Because I think about that a lot. Like, okay, if you if your grave ever gets fucked, do you come back and you're just like, somebody's fucking with my shit, this isn't okay? It kind of seems like that happens. And it, how are you supposed to protect your stuff? Like, in a thousand years, like, let's say I'm buried somewhere in a, in a normal cemetery, and it's been a thousand years. The fuck? Some shit's gonna happen to that land. Just blow me in the wind. Cremate me, blow me away. You you, you might be, you know, gone after a thousand years, but it depends. I'm pretty sure bones can stick around. Yeah, but if someone's, like, vandalizing my grave and I come back... Well, then, I, do then I get, you get, yeah, you get sucked back because your, your, your peace has been disturbed. Yeah, I'll just negate that I, chance right now. I agree. But I have seen things that are, it's kind of dark and sad, but a little bit funny, but mostly dark and sad, where I saw on Instagram someone was trying to spread their family member's ashes, but they were too far away from the water, and there was a wind, and so their ashes just went all over the sand, and they tried to kick the ashes into the water, and it just, it was horrible. It was horrifying. You got one shot to do that right. Oh, man. Just, oh. Do you remember? I do remember. I do remember. This got dark. There uh, was a wind and, and and ashes that we had to spread got blown back at oh, us. Oh, wait, that? But then also, like, our grandma, our beautiful grandma B, she tripped. Like, and she kind of, like, messed up pouring the ashes. And do you remember? She was trying to get it, like, over the cliff. And she, like, missed and got it, like, 10 feet down on, like, this little, like, crappy stump. No, I it, totally it was forgot. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, no. It was, like, it was, like, uh, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't all of it. It was Cause, just cause we all Exactly, because if you're a family, you all get a turn, to, right? I don't know how people do it, but, like, you get a turn to, like, spread ashes. Yeah. And beautiful grandma did not... Did not hit the target. Oh, sweet grandma. Beautiful, beautiful grandma. I think I blocked this memory. Possibly. I think I think I blocked it. It's an interesting... It can happen to anybody. Oops. And you know what? As long as your intention is pure 
and loving when you're trying to disperse your loved one to the wind. Yeah. And I'm sure they will not be upset with when you. You're, when you're trying to disperse your loved one to the wind. I think that was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Honestly, I think she was, I think if she, if she was looking down, she'd be like, God fucking of course. Of course. God damn it. <laughs> like, well, what, what, can't, I gotta do, if you want things done right, you gotta do it your fucking self. Oh, I think I was, um, uh, I think I, I was honestly sidetracked by the part where the ashes came See, back no, at me. I don't remember that. Um, uh, it might have just been me. Wow. Yeah, no, it was horrifying. Well, that's also a funny it sign. It was really horrifying. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> there's dead people on me. Oh, it's fucking awful. This is so dark. <laughs> okay, but like, we've been through some dark shit, so like, what a nice perspective. You to gotta not... laugh about it. Exactly. I could be a depressed monster right now, but I'm not. <laughs> Instead, we're just kind of dark monsters Indeed, instead. but with like rave sunshine. Hi. Hey. Hey, this is fantastic. So after that article came out, the city terminated McGovern's contract and a new one was never um, was never awarded. Uh, good on them for terminating McGovern. Uh, yeah. However, that seems like something you would need to backfill. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it should have. Okay. Then apply to Let's somebody else. Get the rest of the bodies out. And I think that's what they were. I think they had wishful thoughts in that direction. They had good intentions to do so. Indeed. But they did not. Uh, then what happened? So, a large fence was placed around the border to protect the open graves and uh, the mess that they had made. Um, but numerous bodies remained. So in 1894, grading and leveling began in preparation for the park because they can never find anybody or like they, I don't think they even really, I think they thought that they were going to get the rest of the bodies out. Mm -hmm. I think time passed and they said, fuck it. Okay. And at the same time, I think that part of their rationale could have been very, very sad. That, like, nobody wants these bodies, so we're just going to leave them here anyway. Aw. Like, if the, if they weren't gathered already, they're not going to be. Aww. But still, move them. Well, yeah, because, like, were they going to do things with the land on top of them? Well, yeah, that's why they, they just decided to start leveling it. Like, despite all this shit still being there. Wait, wait, wait. When you say leveling, do you mean, like, they came in and, like, dug up a bunch of ground that had dead bodies in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Oh, my God. I would haunt the shit out of that part. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, there was, uh, you know, several of the open graves wouldn't actually be filled until 1902. So they started leveling the park, doing the whatever people do to make it nice and pretty. And then there were still open graves. And so what they did in 1902 was they planted shrubs um, and bushes in many of them. In the open graves. <clears throat> yeah. So they're like <clears throat> basically marking the dead bodies with plants. So that's, so now, now it's hard to say if all of the bushes currently are on these said graves, but I do think some of these bushes and shrubs are sitting on top. No way. Shrubs mm. don't live that long. Do they? Don't shrubs live forever? Well, 
I think it depends on the shrub. I guarantee you every park and che- uh, every tree in Cheeseman Park is older than me. Oh. Um, the, and I, like, nice, uh, that, yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, I wouldn't be that mad if I was a dead body and I had a shrubbery upon me. I guess it's like, a, out of all the things, it's the best, it's not, it's not, it's I'm not trying, I'm best. trying to make life, it's not, it's a horrible situation. You know what I and do very want to irresponsible. Do, I want to do that, but way better. Um, I think it is nice to have some ashes of, you know, of your, of your own scattered, but can't you also be uh, have your ashes planted with a tree? You can ma- you can make yourself a tree. I would like to be a tree. You can fucking shoot yourself up to space if you want to. I don't want that. What else can you do? You can all, you can do all sorts. I think you can make yourself into a diamond. Ooh, do you know what? I- oh, if you for want- real? Yeah, I think you can compress your ashes into like a, a gem of some sort. That's haunting. That that's that is haunting. I saw something um, where. There was a service where you could pay to have your loved one's ashes scattered over the ocean by plane. Did you see this with you? No, but say more. So the pilot lost his license, but he kept accepting payments for this thing where he said, okay, I'll take your family member's ashes. I will fly over the ocean and I will I'll scatter their ashes. And he didn't have a pilot license anymore, so he just kept putting people's ashes in a storage yeah, Just, like, uh, like a, a storage warehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so eventually, I think it was years after he had even died or something. They went back in there and they're like, "There are hundreds of people's ashes in here," and some of them were like broken. Yes, and like combined. Yes. Oh, we must have seen this together. That's crazy. Yeah, that's not okay. Not okay. So that and that's that's the same. I would say as desecrating remains. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it all falls in the same yeah. hole. You're not going somewhere nice. You you have to pay atone for your crimes. Unless you're completely ignorant and you have no idea what you're doing, you're gonna you're gonna pay for something. Those were poor intentions that you profited off of. Just renew your damn pilot's license if you're gonna like. Come on. Hey, rule of thumb. Yeah. Be a good person. Oh, that's a great rule. Don't be rude. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. The park was finally completed in 1907, without ever having moved the rest of the bodies. Today, an estimated 2,000 bodies remain buried in Cheeseman Park. How many? 2,000. Oh, Lord, that is too many. Not enough? Just enough. Just too much too much. No, a few too many. Yes. Yeah. That is, um, that's alarming. That is alarming. Uh, but man, is it a pretty park today, isn't it? It sure is. But now I'm horrified. Anybody who drives past Cheeseman Park now is going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh my god. A, this is a thing. How are you supposed to walk your dog around that park now? Just blind faith. Blind faith. That, that you're not going to be haunted? Yeah. I wonder if people do... And I do not condone the use of Ouija boards, but I wonder if people Done. do that there. Yeah, uh, I could, I could see that. I could definitely see them doing that. No, so the ghosty stuff. Well, we're gonna get into some spooky stuff now because that Ooh. is basically Cheeseman Park is here. It's great. We love Cheeseman Park, um, but it is full of two thousand bodies underneath it, scattered across. And as we established, that is too many, and that is not good. Yeah, the underworld does not like that. The spiritual realm. Not pleased. Lots of unrested souls. Mm-hmm. So, during the time when the bodies were being removed, 
um, those living in residential uh, areas surrounding the area began to report sad and confused looking spirits knocking at their doors and windows, as well as the sounds of moans coming from the uh, still open graves. <gasps> so, like, these spirits were getting, and that's why I bring up, like, if my grave gets decimated, then well, I'd be like screwed and like confused. Yeah, it seems like it seems like at least some of them got confused and felt lost and didn't know what they were supposed to do like, or where they were supposed to be. What's happening? Somebody help me! Aww. So that's sad, and I think that is, you know, every once in a while, if you live in the houses, like there are beautiful mansions all around the area now, and some movies have been based off of this. Like, um, I think the Poltergeist. Uh, movie was based oh, off of that's a, a house. Isn't that a, like a really major old horror fl- film flick? <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. And then there's another old movie called The Changeling that's also based off of another house near that area. Oh, that sounds spooky. Yeah, so that so we'll, we'll get into that in another show. But overall, these uh, I think people today could still possibly experience maybe some of that. It's probably rare. More rare now than it was, but I could... Uh, there were some reports that this still happened. Today, most visitors tell of feeling an unexplainable sadness or dread, but other reports are more specific, um, often including the sounds of hundreds of whispering voices Ooh. and moans that continue to come from the fields where the open graves once laid. Ooh! And I've never, I've never heard this. I've been With so- your own ears? Mm-hmm. I kind of want to, though. Maybe you have to go at night. I, we're gonna have to go at night. I don't want to go at night. It's it's interesting because you want to know what's scarier than ghosts, people. Oh yes, yeah. Um, there are some scary people there at night sometimes. Yeah. Bring a buddy. Bring a buddy. Um, on some moonlit nights, the outlines of the old graves can still allegedly be seen, like the gravestones, the oh. headstones, which is also interesting. And I. I'm tempted to go see if I can see something like that. Maybe go during, like, a full moon full or moon. something? Mm-hmm. When the energy is lit. Mm. Others have also claimed that after laying on the grass in the park, they have found it very difficult to get up, as if an unforeseen force uh, was restraining them. <gasps> what? So it's like you're having a picnic, and then you're, like, laying down, and you're like, I don't want to get up. You just want to stay there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe something, it really does feel like something's holding you down. Oh my god, that's horrifying. That one's kind of creepy. Um, that one we can actually easily test. We could. I am, I don't, ugh. I'll go with you. I probably, I don't know if I'll lay down. I'll help you up. <laughs> You'll just be standing in a tree. I will help you up maybe, if you get stuck. Maybe that's why I always wanted to bring my hammock. Oh, that's smart, because then you're above the ground. Maybe I'm so secretly very you knew i knew you were like "Mm, don't lay there nope no laying down on this park people also report feeling anxiety cold spots and some people can see orbs floating around the park which is kind of cool we could go and we could just snap a ton of pictures so we might have to do that and post yeah we'll see because we've gotten orb photos before yeah orbs orbs are fun at the stanley Mm. yeah there's a whole bunch of other little accounts, but that all kind of falls into the same realm. And the other two last little weird things about this park is skeletons are occasionally unearthed. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. There were uh, two skeletons um, in, 
unearthed in 2008, I believe, just like by like erosion. They just kind of came up after. Don't ask me the details. Okay, science. 2008, two skeletons. That's too. Oh my god, that's horrifying. 2010, while working on an irrigation project in the park, four more skeletons were found. Four? Mm-hmm. That's not casual. No, it's not casual. It's alarming. Oh. And there's still so many. <gasps> so what? So what? Now there's 1,992. Oh, congrats. Bodies. We got six of them out. Fabulous. Fantastic. Oh, my God. So my experience with Cheeseman Park, I have felt sinking into the ground and not being able to get back up. I'm sorry. What now? You've done this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I used to go to Cheeseman Park all the time. But here's the thing is like when I was reading through this and I saw that, I was like, whoa, I totally know what that what they're talking about. Because I have laid down in the grass. <gasps> um, I used to like hammock a lot. But I would the funny thing, too, sometimes I would go there when I was sad. Or, like I really? get after like I would go like after a fight or something or just like a bad day. And I would go like sit in the park. And I remember one day I went there already sad but like I just started crying way way more and then I just like I just sat for the longest time really yeah and so I don't know if that was like me and my weird emotion or if that was part of the park's lore and then other occasions like when I haven't been sad and I've just been like like hanging out with friends like on a blanket laying down like you'll just like want to stick there you're just content to just stay yeah there. Mm-hmm. You hang out there for, like, hours, which which kind of makes sense. It's like, why people hang out there for so long? Whoa. I don't know. That, that's that's interesting. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just a few times I've gotten some anxiety walking around the park. And at one point, it took my beautiful sister, you, right across from me, ah. over and made you into a rebellious <gasps> whippersnapper. Whoa. Oh my god, you're right! One took us for my birthday. Ah. We were, uh, Denver Botanical Gardens is on this land. And we were gonna try to go see... Because it was your birthday. Mm-hmm. We wanted to go see the lights and everything. Yeah, but we couldn't get in because they, they were sold out. And so we, like, walked around the whole thing and you were like, we're gonna break in, we're gonna climb this fence. We're gonna climb this fence! We're getting in! Here we go! And, like, you don't do that. No, that's, that's not you. It was pretty rebellious of me. And I was... I, I, I was overtaken. I feel like you possibly could By, like, a overtaken. really rebellious criminal spirit. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. So, they were trying to get me hurt, is what they were trying to do. Possibly, because those were some spiky-ass fences. And I would have done it, too, if you weren't like, hey, hey. I was, I was like, if you hurt yourself, <laughs> and you're on the other side of that fence, oh, God. you're screwed. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going over <laughs> I just, oh my gosh, I just, I wanted so badly to be able to get us in there. And and I couldn't do it. But I was like, surely. So well done, Botanical Gardens. Your fencing is fantastic. You keep those out, don't you? <laughs> so, th- like, uh, those are all my light experiences. I've never seen or heard anything um, aside from that. But I've definitely felt lots of things. Um, so... I'd be very curious to go back and see if we can experience some of these things. Mm-hmm. And overall, that's the history of the Cheeseman Park. I like it. Maybe now I'll remember to call it Cheeseman Park instead of Chessman Park. I'm pretty sure I... I'm pretty sure... Sh- like, God, I'm a Denver native. Like, if I fuck this up, Lord. 
I too am a Colorado native, but pretty sure it's Cheeseman. Oh no, I'm. Th- I think you're right. I've heard other people call. But it I Cheeseman. do. I spell it like. I sometimes I spell it like Cheeseman. Cheeseman part. And that's not how it's spelled. You know what? That's really gross. Cause you could describe a dead body. Ew. As a Cheeseman. I'm so sorry. Nasty. I'm so sorry. Maybe that's why. Ew. Gross. That's crazy. Oh lordy. I do want to go though. It's a it's an interesting um, it's an interesting place. Just it's a fun place to visit. But if you like scary stuff, that might be where you freaking find it. Um, oh, and they night. do um, they do ghost tours there too. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, so you can go on like a walking tour and kind of like see where all this weird stuff and like things that happen. And you can go around some of the houses um, and they'll kind of tell you those stories too. So uh, check it out if you live in Denver. And my lordy, on a scale of one to thirteen, how spooked are you? Um. Five. Wow, that's kind of a that's a shot. That's a that's a hit to my heart. Hey, I'm I'm disturbed by the stories. Yeah, but I'm not that scared to go to Cheeseman Park. I was still not that. Yeah, you're right. It's not that scary. Yeah, but it but is that, alarming. But that's nice. But I wanted I want to know this history. It's fucked up, and it's something that we could go experience for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We could go right now. We could go right freaking now. Whoa. And it's some fucked up history. Like this is just—it's so not okay. That's it's, horrible, and I would have never imagined. No, you like thousands of people are there every day, and they're like playing frizz. And they're walking around. They're playing like team kickball, softball, rec league. Like little kids running around on their bikes. People just hanging out reading. <gasps> And we're on top of 2,000 dead bodies. How does that make you feel? I, I still feel like that's a few too many. Yeah. I, you know, I'm yeah. going to give myself a... I'm interested, and I live in Denver, so I'm going to give myself a seven. I think that's fair. Thanks. I'll, um, I'll bump mine up to a six. Wow. Ooh. Thanks. Thank you. Ooh. Uh, well, and tell us if you've ever had something, uh, a spooky experience in Cheeseman Park, or if you've ever had an experience in any park whatsoever. I will take it. I'd love to hear any outdoor ghostly stories, please. Um, and you can do that by sending us a Gmail at somethingspookish at gmail.com. And you can also follow us and check out our Instagram, uh, somethingspookish. And if you like us and you want to support the show, then please share the podcast, um, rate us. You can find us on anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can even donate to our Patreon. So... With that being said, we just, uh, I think ultimately we really, really appreciate everybody that is listening. This has been so much freaking fun to the most fun. just be with my sister and, and, and us be scared and, and dive into these stories. But truly, the more that we've been getting into this, like I've been drunk a few times at a bar Woo. Um, at night because party party. And I will go up to people. I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I don't know you. My name is Josie. <laughs> and and you, you seem really cool. Uh, can you do you have anything really weird or fucked up that's weird and ghostly that's ever happened to you? As I bat my big old eyes. Oh my god, that is the only way you could get away with such a weird ass question. And they're like, yes, I do have something. Like, oh my goodness, please share it. And it's been getting me out of my comfort zone to go talk to more people. Good for you, you I, introvert. Thank you. Yeah. And there's so many people that have crazy stories, and I. Um, if you're interested in this stuff, I highly recommend asking somebody that you don't know if anything, um, spooky's happened to them. Ooh, it, that sounds like a spooky thing to do, to talk to a stranger. <laughs> you know? <laughs> don't talk to strangers. Stranger dangers. so I don't get sued. 
<laughs> but really, uh, it's it's been so fun to, to talk to people, and we really appreciate all you guys for listening. So thank you so much, and yeah. we love you. We do. We love you, and we can't wait to tell your stories. So please send them in, and we will see you next week with a brand new episode. And until then, stay spooky. Brr.